Hello everyone and welcome back to Easy Natural English with Liam. So this is a podcast for people who want to learn English and I will be talking to you in a natural way that is not too difficult and it will help you to get used to the natural uh, collocations in English, the natural pronunciation of English, natural sentence structure, natural grammar, natural use of vocabulary. You can learn it all right here. So today's topic, I'm going to talk a bit more about driving because in the last episode, I said I was going to talk about driving and then I kind of just talked more about having a car and not having a car. So I didn't actually talk much about driving. But um, anyway, yeah, I learned to drive in the UK because I'm British, I come from the UK, and I learned to drive quite late in life because, you know, a lot of people learn to drive when they're maybe 17, 18 years old. Um, actually, Americans learn very early. In the UK, um, yeah, I think it's um, 17 years old, you can start learning to drive. But in America, I think in some states, I think it might be different depending on the state. But I think in some states, you can start driving when you're 15 years old. I think you need like your parent to be with you or some kind of guardian, some kind of adult with you. But I think you can start driving at 15 years old, um, which is why yeah, in American movies, sometimes you see quite young people driving. Um, you know, they use it a lot in kind of comedy shows, kind of sitcoms is always kind of a scene where the parents are teaching the children to drive and, you know, there's lots of ways to make jokes about that. So it's quite a common theme in TV shows and things. Um, but in the UK, it's from 17 years old. Um, but I, uh, left the UK when I was, um, 19 years old. So I lived in the UK till I was 19 and then I left and I started living in different countries. I went to live in France first, and then I went to Portugal, and then Holland, and then uh, after that was New Zealand, and then Australia, and then I went to live in Vietnam, and then I moved back to the UK. So I left when I was 19, and then I came back when I was like 25, and uh, then when I was there, I decided that it was finally time to learn how to drive. Um, so I got my license. Um, yeah, and it was quite hard to learn how to drive. Um, probably, I think um, everybody has trouble learning to drive. Um, one thing that's a bit harder in the UK compared to, for example, America, is you have to learn to drive um, a manual car, which uh, in the UK, yeah, we call it manual. In America, they call it stick. They say, like, can you drive stick? But in the UK, yeah, we would say, can you drive manual or can you drive a manual car? So, you know, manual means like the opposite of automatic. So um, an automatic car has no gears. You know, you can just get in the car, push, go. You know, you just push the accelerator and the car moves forward. It's very simple. It's like driving a go-kart. It's like driving a, like, you know, a toy. But, um... But in the UK, yeah, pretty much all of the cars are manual. So you have to change the gears. You have to use a clutch. So a clutch is the thing. If you drive a car, then you'll know, you know, uh, the clutch is the thing you um, you have on the uh, left side and you have to push that 
um, to be able to change the gear. But it takes some timing because if you push down the clutch and uh, if you lift the clutch up before you push the accelerator, so the accelerator is the one that makes you go forward, if you lift the clutch up and you don't have your foot on the accelerator, then your car will stall. So stall means like when it stops. Um, you can use this word stall for other situations as well. Um, if you say to a person, stop stalling, it means they're um, kind of being slow to do something, like they're not doing it quick enough. You can say stop stalling, um, you know, answer the phone or stop stalling you know, do that thing that you need to do, like stop wasting time or something. So yeah, when a car stalls, it means um, basically the engine stops because you've released the clutch too quickly and then the car goes boom and the car stops. So it's, it takes some timing and then you have to change the gear. And uh, yeah, if you're, if you have, you know, if you're one of my listeners in Europe, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about because most cars in Europe are manual. So it's very normal all over Europe to drive manual cars. But yeah, here in Japan, there's a lot of automatic cars. I think most most cars are automatic. And yeah, same in America, most cars are automatic. So it sort of depends on the country. But yeah, I think most of Europe drives manual cars. I'm not sure about other continents like like Africa or Latin America. Like I'm not I'm not really sure what the situation is like in other parts of the world, like the Middle East. I have no idea. I haven't really visited those places so much, but I do know, yeah, Europe, mostly manual, Asia, I think there's a lot of automa automatic, um, yeah, and, well, actually, when I lived in Vietnam, yeah, yeah, there were a lot of, like, a lot of people drive motorbikes, and it was maybe kind of half-half between, like, automatic, and there was also a lot of semi-automatic, which you can drive you can change the gears, but you don't have a clutch. So it's very easy to change the gears. You just click, like you just click through. But um, yeah, anyway, <laughs> lots of different types of uh, cars and motorbikes and things out there. But yeah, here in Japan, I always drive automatic. So um, for someone who learnt with manual, you know, I learnt uh, to drive a manual car and I only drove a little bit while I was in the UK and I drove a little bit in France, but I hadn't had much driving experience till I got here to Japan. Um, at least in a car. I've owned motorbikes before. I spent about two years driving motorbikes, so I was quite used to motorbikes, but I wasn't very um, used to driving cars. So um, yeah, it was a little bit um, hard at first because I wasn't used to it. I'd kind of forgotten the size of a car. So kind of getting in and out of parking spaces, I had to kind of relearn how to do that. I had to learn again how to do that. But then because my car is an automatic, um, and all the cars here are automatic. They're quite easy to drive um, once you get used to kind of the space of a car, once you get used to, you know, um, maneuvering a car. So moving the car around, then yeah, driving an automatic is not so difficult. But um, yeah, like I mentioned a little bit in the last episode, driving a car is really nice and convenient when you need to move things. So when you want to go shopping or something, you can just fill the car up with your shopping and drive home. But yeah, when I used to drive a motorbike, you don't have so much space. You know, you might have a little thing on the back, but there's not so much space. So um, yeah, I couldn't, like sometimes I'd be, 
I'd go into a supermarket and get too excited and buy too much stuff. And then I'd have to try to find a way and I'd have to try to figure out how to get all the stuff home. And that was quite annoying sometimes. So you're having a car and just being able to throw everything in the car is quite nice. It's very convenient. Um, but yeah, I quite enjoy driving actually, because I usually use that time to do language shadowing. Um, you know, recently I was talking about language shadowing and I was talking about doing more precise language shadowing, which I've been doing a lot recently, but that I do, yeah, when I'm at home and I've, um, sort of got my phone in front of me and I can look at the words and I can listen to the podcast and I can reverse the podcast and things and record myself. It's a bit easier to do at home. But when I'm in the car, I do kind of more relaxed language shadowing and I just listen to a Japanese podcast and just copy everything that person's saying while I'm driving along. So it's quite a good, um, yeah, it's quite a good time for that because, you know, I'm in the car by myself. Um, you know, I'm not, not embarrassed if anyone hears me speaking Japanese. Um, and yeah, I can just sort of practice by myself. Um, when my wife and daughter are in the car, then I don't do shadowing. Um, when my wife and daughter are in the car, we usually just, yeah, listen to the radio or something, which is uh, pretty cool um, for me because I live in Japan and I want to study Japanese. So it's very convenient that I can just turn on the radio and, um, you know, there's Japanese on the radio. So if you're someone that drives and you want to study English while you're driving, I would recommend um, just downloading podcasts on your phone. Maybe you do this already and then, you know, you can, if you have one of those uh, Bluetooth radios, like in your car, you can connect to that. And if you don't, like in my car, there's not really a good way to connect my phone to our like car's sound system. So when I want to listen to podcasts in my car, I actually just take a small Bluetooth speaker into my car and I just put that in there. It's much easier. I know there are some ways that I could connect my phone to my car, but I'd probably have to buy something new and I don't want to. So I just use my regular Bluetooth speaker and I just take that in the car with me. So if you're someone like me that doesn't want to buy a new device to connect your phone to your car, then just take a Bluetooth speaker in the car with you. And yeah, then you can do your shadowing or you can listen to English podcasts while you're driving. You could even listen to my podcast. You could listen to my podcast about driving while driving. What an interesting experience. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, all I have to say for this episode. Thank you all very much for listening. I tell you every time, but there are links below the uh, description of the podcast episode. And there you can join my Patreon. You can support me on Buy Me A Coffee. You can take a lesson with me or you can watch my YouTube channel. Actually, there's even my TikTok page there as well. But my TikTok page, I uh, make videos in Japanese. Recently, I've actually been putting some content on my Instagram page. So I should probably put a link for my Instagram page too. I've started putting some uh, videos on my Instagram page. But those videos are also on my YouTube page. So if you follow my YouTube page, then you don't need to look at the Instagram. But if you use Instagram and you want to follow me, I do have an Instagram page as well. Same name as always, Easy Natural English with Liam. So have a look if you want to. Thank you all very much for listening and I'll see you back here next time.